Okay, hi mom. Hi Kate. Welcome back to the Millennial Medium. I'm Kate and this is my mom again, Julie. Hi mom. Hi. You hi. guys know her. Um, throw back to like episode six or nine or something where we talked about our spooky haunted house. And um, <laughs> yesterday I texted mom on the fly and I was like, I kind of want to talk about some spooky stories because if there's anybody I know that has a lot of spooky stories, it's you. Um, <laughs> and I thought this would be fun to do for Halloween or, yes. um, or Samhain, right? Today is Samhain and yes. it's also a full moon. So extra spooky wooky. Um, and before we get started, I have some facts over here about Samhain. I'm going to, I'm going to list for our readers, our listeners, not our readers. Our listeners. Listeners, our readers. You're not reading this, you're listening. <laughs> okay. So today is the full moon and it's a blue moon. Do you know why it's called the blue moon? I don't actually. Oh, let's learn together. So fill me in. Yeah, girl. Okay, so you know the phrase once in a blue moon? Yes. Okay, so blue moon just refers to the fact that it's the second full moon of the month. And that like never happens. So that's why you say, oh, it's once in a blue moon. It's, I think it's like every two to three years. But this is the first time in 76 years that the moon has been full and blue on Halloween. Wow. Right? That's really cool. I did I not know. know that. And I use that phrase a lot. I know, right? Once yeah. in a blue moon. So Once that's what moon. it totally means. Mm -hmm. I think there are also people who use it as like a blue moon would be like a, the, a full moon in the same season. But I think that's that's not it. I think it's the same yeah. month. Um, so that's today. And it's the hunter's moon. Um, and it's because it's bright enough to hunt at night. Boom, boom, pew, pew. Although we don't do that anymore. Don't hunt anymore, please, if you can. <laughs> Unless you need to. Well, Matt and I watched that show alone. How, do you know that show, Mom? It's on Netflix. I do. Oh, it's, it's so good. We love it. And we found more seasons on Hulu yes, or something. Um, I something. Think it's on, is it Prime? Oh, it might be Prime. It is Prime. It's, it's totally Prime. Prime. <gasps> Girl. Okay, yeah. so like they need to hunt. So yes. They would be benefiting from a hunter's moon. That would be beneficial, yes. My favorite are. is when they go to uh, the Arctic. I haven't seen that oh, one. Oh, it's the I best. saw the one in the woods mm. with all the, that one where the, the, um, the cop and the bears. and. The oh, yes. Ooh. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, so good, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It's delicious. The one in the Arctic is amazing, delicious. and I feel like they would be hunting by that. It is delicious. It's delicious. It's I delicious. love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, we've watched all nine seasons, and now I'm sad. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know, and they're like hour-long episodes, too. We really binged it. Oh, fast. they are. So ah. great. And yeah. I love it. Seriously love it. So they would benefit from a hunter's moon. But yes. um, also the moon is full in Taurus. Um, and Taurus is our slow and steady wins the race. It's our bull, right? Um, but it's also conjunct with Uranus in retrograde, which basically means that they are working together and that this is going to be some crazy stuff happening in your normal life, okay? <laughs> like um, that isn't already happening. Like, right, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> hello, 2020. It's like 2020 is like going through a serious wrap-up here, like of um, like 2020 greatest hits, <laughs> starting right. with this blue moon. I hope it doesn't get worse. Oh, did you hear that motorcycle? Um, it's so loud. I don't understand why people do that. Do you? With the it's motorcycles annoying. and the vrooming? No, I don't. I don't ah, get it. We live right by the it. road and so many, so much vrooming happening. <laughs> you I know? Don't 
prepared. So and sometimes cool. so early at like nine. And I'm like, who is trying to be cool? <laughs> yeah. Who's trying to be cool at nine o'clock, girl? Not me. Not me. No. I haven't put my makeup on yet. Um. So the full moons in Taurus conjunct with Uranus in retrograde was basically to me, right? Taurus is a ruler of the second house, which is all of your collections and the things that make you feel comfortable, right? Taurians are super into feeling comfortable, um, yes. right? You, you that with your Taurus and Mars, right? Your house is like the epitome of a Taurus. Like if you go in my mom's house, it like looks like it's from Better Homes and Gardens, but like super comfy. Like, like, like Target used to have a shabby chic line. Do you remember that? I don't know if they still have it, but that's like your house like threw up shabby chic. Um, but that is like the Taurus uh, heaven there. And we've got Uranus uh, conjunction retrograde, which basically means that some of those things may be upset or chaotic. So don't worry if it is. Yeah. <laughs> and you had some of that today. I did. Um, right? I because did. Uh, the moon is transiting your 11th house, which is the house of dreams and wishes, right? And it is in opposition to your Jupiter, which is the planet of luck. And you had bad luck today with some of your wishes, right? I did. She went to the mall to get some Estee Lauder cream and had um, such a hard time. Oh, my God. First world problems in 2020. Am I right? Jeez, right. My goodness. So cute. Also, you live in Tucson, which for those of you who don't know, is like a big small town in southern Arizona. And um, they don't have a freeway. So to get anywhere takes like 50 to 75 minutes. Like even yeah. if you're going five miles. Yeah. Um, so literally to run an errand is like <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. When I go home, I like there's I love my hometown, but I hate traveling in it. Yes. It used to take me an hour to get to my boyfriend's house. He lived nine miles away. Yeah, it's nine very miles. Are you kidding me? Well, the speed limit is super slow. Well, yeah, too. because everybody in Tucson is 105 years old. Yeah, and they all drive like five miles an hour, and there's no freeway, and it's frustrating. So when you go out and do something, you expect it to work. Spoken like a true Pisces. And it does work. It's very disappointing. Oh my God. For those of you wondering, my mother, my mom is a uh, Pisces sun, a cancer rising, Pisces moon, Pisces mercury, Pisces Venus. <laughs> uh, lots of Pisces energy going on here. Um, so, uh, so we can be a little dramatic sometimes and I love that. <laughs> my, my moon is in Pisces also, so hashtag can relate. Um, but that's what we're dealing with sort of with the full moon, so like a super brief overview. Um, but you guys are probably feeling that today. Also a great time, I think, to, you know, usually we say not to manifest on the full moon. Right, mom? We, you know that. I've been trying to message you yeah. when there's new moons and full moons. However, the energy of the blue moon is spectacular. And so tonight we are sort of manifesting some good stuff for what is to come, right? Especially with the election on Tuesday. So feel free to harness the power that is this full moon. I think I'm going to get some jugs of water and put them outside to make full moon water. Do you have a question? Oh, I have um, a crystal ball. Oh. And it's really been in, in it, I wrap it in like a black cloth and it stays in its container. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I haven't brought it out in years. And right. it's sitting there. And I, is this the time that I would... Yeah. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Put that on your balcony 
on your little patio. Put it out okay. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. One thousand percent. Yes. Okay. You put all your crystals out there. In fact, I'm super okay. jealous because you have my mom has this gorgeous little like patio balcony that she's de- decorated, and you could totally lay them all out on that table there. Okay. Yes. Are you gonna Are you gonna scry in it? I would love to. I have before, but I just mm. it's been a long time. Have you ever seen anything in it? I have. What? Like what? <laughs> like what? Yeah, I, I started to scry a little bit and I could see clouds mm. and I started to see stuff, but then I got freaked out. This was years what? ago. Girl, you never told yeah. me that. I know. You were, well, this was years ago. I don't think you were really at the time you weren't really into oh my all God. this. No, um, but you like definitely made no qualms about telling me that our house was haunted when I was like fourteen. So you totally could have told me you saw stuff in a crystal ball, although I probably was away at college at the time you were talking about. I was you were not interested. I, I, was in, I was in California doing doing other things. That's in so for those of you listening who don't know what scrying is, scrying essentially is looking into really anything and seeing images. People can scry in mirrors, most commonly, I think, in crystal balls, like stereotypically, right? A psychic looks into a crystal ball. You can scry in that. People will scry in smoke or tea leaves. Uh, you could pretty much scry anything. Like, uh, you know how you have like texture on the walls? Like when I was a little kid, I used to like stare at the walls and like find little pictures. Like you could yeah. you could call that scrying, right? Yeah. Anything that you can kind of look at and see a message in. Um, clouds, like literally any eggs. People will crock an egg and like, scr- you know, whatever. So um, pretty much anything you can do. So that's what scrying is. So you got freaked out and you didn't. Well, yeah, it looked like clouds or smoke, and I was like, "Stop really it!" Really trying to look deep. No, it was really cool. Like what color? Like a purple. Oh my god! It was like what? this stormy, cloudy. I was like, "Whoa!" And I was waiting for like the clouds to part and to see something, and I could never really get it and I just started to freak me out so, I so like what is making you think about your crystal ball now I don't know I don't know girl we were just talking and all of a sudden I thought you have a crystal ball like yes. right in the other room yeah <laughs> like, yeah uh hello spirits obviously like girl please we have yeah. messages for you so I think that's a good <clears throat> idea I think that's a great idea um yeah. hello and you should also charge the rest of your crystals. Like you have so much stuff. You have you could charge yeah. everything. Charge everything in the full moon. Your I your will. decks. Your everything. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. You, you have so much cool metaphysical stuff. I'm still working on my collection, but um. You have a lot I, of great stuff. You have, I have some I have some good stuff. I put some good stuff on my altar today because it's Samhain or Halloween or All Hallows Eve. Tomorrow's Day of the Dead, right? Uh, Dia de los Muertos. Yes. And. I'm loving this because now that I'm a grown ass human who can't go trick or treating anymore, I'm like trying to find different ways to celebrate, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Samhain is the pagan holiday, is the Sabbath, as we call it. It's uh, another name for holiday, essentially. But this is the pagan holiday um, for this time of year. And Samhain is spelled S A M H A I N. Looks oh. like. Samhain is what it looks like, <laughs> but it's pronounced like S-O-W-E-N, Samhain. Oh. Um, and now that 
witchcraft has come back into the pop, you know, like the cos- cosmetology, no, not cos- cosmopolitan, that's what I'm trying to say. Cosmopolitan's talking about witches and now it's cool and it's back in the, you know, the collective conscious and people are digging it. So you'll see like Samhain stuff everywhere. And Matt kept asking, my boyfriend kept asking me, what is Samhain? And I'm like, that's Samhain. He's like, that's Samhain? Why is it spelled like that? I'm like, because it's Gaelic. Let's start there. <laughs> so Samhain is the Gaelic tradition of, well, a lot of things, um, but honoring ancestors, um, gratitude for the harvest, abundance. Um, but essentially Samhain is ushering the dark half of the year in. So this is the time where the sun god dies and he's not reborn again until Yule, which is Christmas, December 21st um, is when Yule starts. Um, And so this is the darkest half of the year. And in pagan belief and for witches, uh, this is actually the new year now. So this is the start of the new year. Um, And so you'll get a lot of um, celebrations in that vein as we do around New Year's, right? Like setting intentions for abundance and gratitude um, and then the honoring of ancestors and knowing that everything that we've just done in the year past is because of them, right? And so uh, creating altars and worship spaces, um, holding dumb suppers. Do you know what dumb supper is? No. Dumb supper is basically like a silent dinner that you host for spirits coming to visit when the veil is thin. Um, Yeah, it's called a a dumb supper, which is interesting. But I think it it refers to the fact that it's quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But it is an odd name. I will will say that. But dumb supper, or um, I think some people call it a silent visitation or a silent supper. You call it that. Um, But just actually putting food out and pictures and lighting candles and like holding sort of like a vigil. uh, or or party. Yes, like a party on Halloween for all your dead people. Um, yeah. So I built an altar today for our, our, our friends and family that are on the other side. And um, I encouraged my mom to do the same. I told her to print out some pictures and put them on her, uh, on her counter there. And I thought I can't eat candy because we're doing keto right now. But I was like, maybe I'll get some candy and put it on my altar. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. And then yeah. pumpkins, uh, in the celebration of Samhain, they would carve pumpkins to keep away evil spirits, right. As kind of like a lantern they could leave lit all night. Um, there were ceremonies. My, one of my favorite things about Samhain that people celebrate is they would put, they would do like a giant bonfire in the middle of like the village or whatever. And then everyone would take a little piece of the fire home and light their own home hearths with it. Oh, that's Isn't that cool. cute. Yeah. So, and they would string up those little puka pods, those little pumpkin seeds that I put in my candles, right? They would string yeah. those up over the fire for their ancestors. Really cute stuff. Um, really so cool. it's cool to um, kind of think that this is the day when, you know, the veil is the thinnest and, and that spirit is around. Although aside from having a headache, I can't say that like I'm feeling anything too crazy yet, but I hope when I light all my stuff on my altar tonight <laughs> that all the ghosties will come yeah. through. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, um, yeah. Right? Witchy. Oh my God, mom, do your, do your witch. Do your, do it. You have to do it. Uh, get you, my little pretty and your little Literally so good. Literally so good. Oh, you totally just did it. I love that. And now it's going to be out there for the whole world to hear. My My mom used to do that all the time when I'm 
when I was little. Um, Your favorite is Wicked. Well, no, The Wizard of Oz is your favorite. Well, Wicked comes very close. I know it does. I will never forget the first time. So my best friend in high school went to New York City, and he brought me home a Wicked – like a, a book of the show, um, like with all these beautiful glossy pictures. And I knew that my mom's favorite movie was Wizard of Oz. And so I was like, mom, look, they made this musical about these, the two witches and like what happened, you know, before Dorothy and all of this. And um, she was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then a couple years later, your boyfriend at the time took you to see it and you were obsessed. And then you and I went to see it. Yes, obsessed. You took I me to see it. That was so fun. We stayed in a hotel. I was a brat. Shocker. I was a brat because why? Because you bought me a shirt and we like, it, I think it was ripped or something. And we like wanted to take it back, but we couldn't take it back because they were closed. And I like threw a huge fit. But it was so fun. Aside from me being a brat, it was super fun. <laughs> uh, that. Pantages, yeah, we right? saw the Pantages in Los Angeles. Yeah, super fun. And then I saw it again uh, last year, the year before, with my grandpa at uh, Gamage here in Arizona. Um, and it was just as amazing as always. Yeah. And I sobbed as I always do. Oh so, my god, they're so. amazing! And every year, people are alphabet. Every year, oh people paint god. themselves green like a bunch of heroes. Yeah. And they, I don't know who has the time or the patience for that. Uh, to paint your damn self green, but they do, girl. And I, I don't know. I would be Glinda if I had a choice. Glinda, yeah. I would be Glinda. Glinda's my personality to mm-hmm. be this sweet, mm-hmm. but <laughs> deep down inside, I'm like, I get you, my little pretty. I know, but she has like all the reason in the world to be mad. They freaking hate her. They're so mean. No one mourns the wicked. Dun dun dun. Oh my gosh. This is going to turn into a podcast about Wicked because we love it so much. I have a Wicked poster right in front of me, actually. Amazing. I love it. I know. I love it too. Um, And um, God, let's manifest on this full moon in Samhain that soon, that soon that and every other show on Broadway will be back up and running. Um, that would be so nice. <laughs> That's what I'm going to yeah. manifest right. this full moon. You can, you can. Yeah, right. A peaceful election and a, a healthy Broadway. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm going to wish for. So let's get into talking about some spooky shit because I know, um, for those of you who don't know, my mom is studying to be a nurse practitioner, which is like one step up from a registered nurse. Well, a, a lot of steps up from registered nurse and like half a step below a doctor. <laughs> so um, she studies almost all the time. You, what do you mean you don't know about that? Girl, you can write prescriptions and all sorts of stuff. Tell people they're sick. What else do you need to do? <laughs> half the people I've ever seen are NPs. Wait, come on. Nobody ever really sees a doctor. Are doctors real? I don't know. Surgeons? Yes. Doctors? I don't know. Never met one. <laughs> um, so she studies a lot. So we, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I seriously do want to talk about some spooky stories um, because you have a bunch. Um, and I will uh, definitely prompt you. Uh, <laughs> don't you worry. Um, I have many in mind, but I kind of want to start with – okay. So your dad um, is passed. He's on the other side. Um, and he was born in what, 48, 49? 42. 40, oh, 42. Okay. So he's born in 1942. Um, and uh, what mm, – you know what story I'm talking about, right? Like him driving through the 
and then yeah. him finding her. So what is Yeah, that? he was um, – so there was a, a teenage girl that had gone missing in Connecticut, and um, she had been missing for quite some time. And I guess one night my father went to visit his parents, which – he had to go by this very wooded area in his car and he was on his way back, I believe. And he heard a blood curdling scream coming out of his back seat. Ooh, ooh. He said every hair on his body stood up and he got home. He told my mom, Oh my God, I just heard this blood curdling scream coming from my back seat. And he thought maybe one of his kids, one of us had gotten hurt or something. Right. And he was just crying. And my mom was like, where did you hear that? And he, he described the area. Right. And she said, you know, that's where um, this little girl, Brenda Doucette went missing. Doucette. That was her last yeah. name. I couldn't remember. And I was like trying to Google like yeah. her name to see if I could get anything that yeah. came up. You can. I've done it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, um, my dad ended up, because that's right where she was um, found to go missing. And so he actually went to the police um, and took him, took them to that spot and they stumbled right over her body. Which is so, in, didn't they, uh, Nana said they held him for a little while yeah, because they well, were suspicious that he knew where she was. Know where she is. Yeah. And then once they did the. DNA. Oh my God. Okay. So here's the article, mom. Okay. So it says known sex offender admits to slaying Bristol youngsters. This was in Bristol, Connecticut, guys. This is where my mom was born and where my grandparents grew up. Um, it says, this is a super old article, obviously. Um, it says ex-convict George J. Davies, 38, was arrested today on a coroner's warrant charging murder after he confessed to choking and stabbing a pretty, I don't know, pretty blonde schoolgirl. I don't know why they felt the need to say that she was pretty. Yeah. Um, in a frustrated sex attack. The warrant was issued, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a creepy. Yeah, was, he choked her, and and oh yeah. wow! So he's a known sex offender. So that's insane. So your dad, like, psychically yeah. led them there. Psychically, he of course, him. they thought he probably did it. How creepy! How awful for him. Yeah, he was petrified. I mean, petrified. to hear that, and then to actually have that manifest as being the place where well, she was that it it sounded like it sounded like it came from his back seat like oh my god he was oh my god can you imagine yeah. that's well and that i mean i get i have the psychic gene as it were runs strong in our family right because um uh, i think grandmother uh, my grandmother too had visions and um dreams dreams and yeah so all sorts of all sorts prophetic of dreams um and that story in particular about the screaming in the woods like that creeps me out so much and nana tells a story his wife your mom right tells a story about being i think she was young she was in her early 20s but i think you guys were already born um, they were still living in Connecticut and she said she was over at a friend's house and I think she said they were using a Ouija board. 
They were. I, right. Yeah. Okay. So they were using a Ouija board and it scared the crap out of her. And she was like, she said she just remembered her heart racing and like the whole time she was like, I got to go home. I got to go home. And she said when she got home, your dad had told her that he thought she came home like 45 minutes earlier because he heard her fly through the door, slam yep. the door, run up the stairs yeah, into the bedroom. Up the stairs opened the door and he sat up and he said, Phyllis, and there was nothing. And he went downstairs. He looked everywhere. She wasn't anywhere. And then 45 minutes later, it happened. She came running. The exact in. same way. Yes. It's so funny to hear her tell that because she always, she's like, she always says, I think I was so scared that my soul tried to come home before my body. <laughs> well, her friend was very psychic and said, that's exactly what happened. Oh my God. You left before you even left. You were so scared. Your soul ran home. <laughs> oh my God. And he heard her. He heard her come home. Yes. I'm not here for that. That's scary. Girl. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's, um, okay. Yeah. So that's one of the cool things I like to talk about and think about because I think that's like totally weird. Also, I love murder and murder things, um, appeal to me uh, greatly. Um, okay. I want to talk about the time that that ghost locked Austin in the bathroom. Oh my God. So I have a, my brother guys, you know, I have a ton of brothers. I have five brothers and a sister and the one right below me, his name is Austin. <laughs> hey, bro. He doesn't listen to this, but hey, brother. Um, he, he's amazing, wildly talented, smart kid. But uh, he was living with my mom in California, and he got locked in the bathroom. Mom, what happened? He's the poor kid. Those boys. Those I know. Boys. They've been through it. Not call the spirits into the house, for oh. God's sakes. So he was, <laughs> poor kid, he was in the bathroom, going to the bathroom, mm -hmm. sitting on the toilet, and he said all of a sudden he saw this black shadow go through his towel, so the towel rack was in front of him, and he's sitting on the toilet, you know, you're just sitting right. there. <laughs> he saw the towel sway, and the black thing went through the towel and then through the shower curtain. And he said he flew off the toilet and he grabbed the bathroom door to get out. And he said it wasn't locked. It was like somebody was holding it. And he thought Connor was playing a joke on him. Right. And holding it from the other side. Because he could kind of pull on the door, you know, if it's sure. move the door not. But he could pull it like he could kept kind of pulling it open, but somebody was holding it really tight on the other side. And he was screaming, Connor, let go. But Connor wasn't anywhere near the door. And then all of a sudden it let go and he fell backwards and Connor wasn't there. He was downstairs playing video games with his headphones on, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and Austin came flying out of his room. I don't think that kid stepped on any of the stairs. And we had, we had two sets of stairs, like stairs, a landing, and then more stairs. Right. He came down like white as a ghost <laughs> he was crying and oh my god mom i was locked in the bathroom he drew a picture of it he drew a picture he yeah drew a 
picture of what it looked like. And you know what's funny is of all the people, of course, our listeners don't know my brother, but he's very pragmatic, not easily impressed. Um, He's pretty easily spooked, but I wouldn't say that he's like gullible or naive or anything like that. So for him to feel compelled to draw us a photo because he knew that what he'd seen was so real is like slightly unnerving. Yeah. He was like, I got to draw this. I got to draw this. You got to see this. Oh, my God. Did he even wipe? That's my question. And I know that's what everyone else is thinking, too. I don't know either. I hope he went back. Probably not. He probably never wiped again. He shook. He wouldn't go back upstairs. Um, and he was like 16, right? Like not yeah. a child, not a small baby, a like small a grown baby. boy. A teenager, right. like a boy. Like a, yeah. And yeah. in that same house, so the boys blamed you because at the time you were living with your husband there and you and your husband were both very interested in metaphysical stuff, both yes. have a huge psychic inclination and you guys would meditate. And when you meditated, you would hear like, like big thumps right on the roof yeah we would hear lots of things when doors would slam when we would meditate crazy stuff would happen and one night we were meditating like just meditating just meditating so we're both lying in the bed right our candles lit we had our crystals out as you do to do right and actually at the time i was trying to have an out-of-body experience is what i was trying to do lol can you imagine your mom people <laughs> so and i was close yeah i i kept feeling myself coming half part way out and i was close but every time when i would get into this meditative state and he would as well crazy stuff would happen and the boys were um, out in the um, family room and we had had a puzzle that was partially put together and most of it was still in the box on this big square coffee table. And we were meditating and I guess all of a sudden, because I heard sound like somebody picked up that puzzle box and slammed it down three times, like bam, 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 and then through it. Oh. So all the pieces went everywhere and those children came busting into our door in hysterics. Of course. Describing what had they had seen and begging us to stop. Oh my God. <laughs> because we were we And that's literally all you were doing is meditating. It's not like you're like trying to call people in. No, 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 we weren't. And the interesting thing about this for those listening, just to give you some context is like, especially at this point in your life, like you had been to retreats and classes and you knew how to ground and protect yourself. And this is like not an instance of, um, no, no, we had been to psychic retreats. So every few months to psychic retreats, we were learning all sorts of techniques. Um, I, we always grounded ourselves, protected ourselves before we started anything right. we had to up around the house to, for protection. You're like a magnet though. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and the interesting thing about, and you're no longer married to this guy anymore. We'll call him Steve. Um, <laughs> let's call him Steve. Um, but the two of you had an interesting history because in our previous episode, when we talked about kind of our experiences with the Ouija board, LOL, is that your Diet Coke, mom? 
It is. I love that. <laughs> My mom loves Diet Coke from McDonald's, you guys. And um, Nana, if you're listening, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, but I just, you just took a sip and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Diet Coke. Well, we both had a headache and I told you to get some caffeine. So um, anyways, uh, we had talked about the Ouija board and kind of some weird stuff that had happened. But there is one thing in particular that I wanted to get into a little bit because this probably is the thing that spooks me more than anything as some of the experiences that we've had with this Ouija board, right? And sort of the validity of, of the things. And what I want to talk about in particular is this past life situation, okay? Because when we first started doing the Ouija board, um, there had been some things that had already happened, right? So your, your, your boyfriend at the time, Steve, um, was a collector of guns, right? Generally, or just World War II guns? Uh, mainly World War II guns. Okay. Yeah. And you had been in his home and he had showed you these guns at one point, And there was one gun in particular that you had like a very adverse reaction to. Or what? I, did. I didn't know why. I there was one gun that just literally I started shaking, crying. Oh, way. like randomly out of nowhere, you just started crying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, I know why now. Right. But what? What? What kind of gun? What it looked like? Was it big or small? Gun. Okay. No, most of his guns were like. Um, I'm such not a gun person. No, me either. Me either. Most of his guns were big. Right. You know, like rifle type guns. Well, and he would disassemble them and clean them and he put them back together. He, he could said, field strip a gun, right? He said, I don't know how I know how to field strip a World War II gun, but I know how. And I don't know how I know how. But he did, and, and he collected them. He did, and he collected them. And he had had many dreams about being like in the war and being. Which killed. is interesting because he, in this lifetime, is a paramedic and a, and a firefighter. Right. Um, so we had started doing the Ouija board and of course, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to this. Um, past lives is like one of the first things that we love to think about, right? Um, when we're doing this kind of work is like, oh, who was I in a past life? Is that real? Um, and that's definitely something we dove into. And for you and, and Steve, it was, um, interesting because the, the board gave you a lot of information. I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about that and like what transpired and then what we kind of had to look up in order to, you know, prove. Yeah. Well, we started to kind of venture into this past life thing and we started writing down the things that the board was telling us because it was rapidly giving us information. Um, and it said that um, him and I were married um, and this was in World War II time. And that I was a nurse in the war. LOL. Or, yeah, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. He was actually a medic in the world, in the, in the war. And um, we were married and we had a son together, uh, a little boy. And then um, apparently he passed in the war. They came and told me. And in the I, field, right? died in the like field in the field trying to probably help someone right yeah yeah and that um after that i uh shot myself and we left a our three-year-old son yeah and so that's a crazy sad story and the the the, the weird shady part came when we found out a few things First of all, it gave us your names, right? Um, yeah. And then it gave us his 
like ID number for the military? It gave us our names and then our last name, and it gave the ID medical tag number for for, for Steve. Him. Yeah. For okay. Steve. Um, and then you guys were able to look that up. It also gave you the name of your son. Yes, and that we found out, which is really interesting, that our son is still living. Or was at the time? This was like in 2000 and Yeah, was at the time. 2003. Who was living in Florida, which in the same city where my boyfriend was born. Where Steve was born. That's insane. You left behind this son, who I think his name was Elliot. Okay. And at the time when we were looking all this up, would have been early 2000s, 2002, 2003. Um, he was living uh, in Cocoa Beach, Florida, Florida, which is where Steve in this lifetime was born. Right. How weird is that? Very, very weird. And when we looked up the tag numbers and it gave us the specific name mm-hmm. um, that the board had given us and it said that he died in World War II as a medic. Mm we flipped out. Well, especially because of your reaction to the gun. Oh my God. Yeah. I killed myself with the gun just like that. So no wonder it just as it was, we were, we spent months just staring at each other. Like, could this really be real? Isn't that insane? Well, and because we've talked a lot too about, um, like when you do the Ouija board, right? Every time we would have some someone come over and do it, we'd be like, ask it something that we don't know. That way we can prove to you because a lot of people argue, and this, I don't know, this could be a valid thing that your subconscious is doing it or that there's like a, your maybe your higher self, right, is giving you information that you already know. Um, and so it is fascinating when the board comes through with something that is like irrevocably true. Um well, yeah, I, I mean, well, for like when uh, your good friend from college was in labor, right? I was, I think we talked about this the last episode. We were, we were doing the Ouija board and I was, you know, messing around with my friends and it, it totally interrupted us to spell out my mom's best friend from college and, and say she was in labor. And my mom sh- called her cell phone and her husband answered and said, she's in labor right now. Can we call you back? <laughs> um, but I mean, and, and it's weird to me, too, because we've had so many good experiences with the board, right? Like instances where we've spoken, I think, to your father, um, where we've spoken yeah. to um, our, our family or just spirit in general and kind of gotten a lot of validation about things. And then there's been some moments where, I mean, you, have, you threw the board away. I, I did. Yeah. I threw it away. What, why, (laughs) what do you think? Okay. Cause I don't know if you remember. So when I was in high school, (laughs) when I was in high school, I was, I was a young, young, young high school. I graduated when I was just barely 17. And so, um, I think like my junior year of high school, I was very involved in theater and drama, shocker, shocker. And, um, I went to school in Tucson and, um, because it was built in the 60s, there was a bomb shelter underneath the school. And in fact, it was actually the exact same floor plan as the school, but just in a basement form. Does that make sense? So like all the buildings that were above ground were also below ground. Um, And it was supposed to, I think there was bunk beds down there and all sorts. It was supposed to be used right in the Cold War, like if there was a nuclear 
um, fallout situation. Uh, and when my friends and I found out <laughs> that this existed, we immediately knew we had to sneak down there. And like, because there was all sorts of rumors, right? That people were living down there, that it was haunted. And we were just like absolute whores for scary stuff. I mean, complete and utter whores for scary stuff. Do you not remember? This was probably the most, <laughs> and this is saying a lot. This is probably one of the most tumultuous times in my life because I was effing petrified. So we snuck down there several times. Um, the first time we snuck down there, um, we jimmied open. It was like, it was so weird. You guys, the entrance to this thing was in the back of this janitor's closet. Okay. So you had to like Jimmy open these two metal doors, right? Like every high school is those huge metal doors, like the, the gym, right? These two metal doors underneath a stairwell and we jimmied them open and you walk down these two flights of stairs. It's like very dimly lit. Like everything's like sepia toned, right? <laughs> Like uh, at the end, it's just like flies buzzing and you can like hear all the lights, right? And so we like get down in there and it's just like this totally creepy looking janitor's closet. Like, you know, a big one, a big clock, a big room, a room, right? Had a sink in it, all sorts of stuff. And on one side of the room, there's another set of those big metal double doors. Now, I was down, can you imagine like 10 high school kids breaking, we're trespassing on private property in the middle of the effing night, okay, at our high school. Uh, <laughs> and we get down there and we see this the second set of metal doors and I'm with all these boys and, and they're like, okay, we're going to break this open. And so they pop open these doors and all of a sudden we hear this alarm start to go off. But like, are we perturbed? Absolutely not. So we proceed <laughs> through these. Oh my God. Even talking about this still gives me the fucking yeah. heebie-jeebies. I you can, girl, I can't, I cannot. Okay. Like on my throat is getting dry. I need a sip of water. <laughs> so we're, because this was the creepiest thing of my life. Let's yeah. just start there. Um, and so we get down there and we, these doors fly open and guys, it's just like this giant concrete tunnel. Okay. Like a giant concrete tunnel and it's dark. Okay. And they the lights are weird as you walk, they light up. So they're like motion censored sort of, but they turn off if there's no movement. Right. So we would walk and they would like light up a little bit and then everything would go dark. And <laughs> it was just literally like being in tunnels and the floor was like dirt, like, um, just like sand, kind of like dirt. Um, and like kind of on the football field, like when you're at a football game and, uh, I mean, just tunnels for days, okay? And graffiti and all sorts of, like, creepy, like, pieces of paper with weird drawings on them and gross sayings and, like, all sorts of stuff, okay? So, oh, my God. I can't. I don't even know if I can go on with this story. Okay. I could not have done that. Uh, well, oh, it doesn't uh, – this is like – this is only part one of the saga. So we're down there. We're probably, mm -mm, I don't know, 100 feet into this tunnel, okay? And I can see the glow from the janitor's closet back way down. And suddenly I hear – and suddenly I see – no. Suddenly I hear – um. Weird scream moaning. We're just going to skip past this part because it scares me so bad. Okay. Weird scream moaning coming from 
the dark of one of these tunnels. So when you look down this tunnel, it's almost like a maze. There's like one to the right and one to the left and then forward. So you could go like kind of towards like the other side of the school or towards the gym or towards the football field. There was like some options. And I'm assuming that that's where like the bunk beds and things were. We never quite got that far. Um, so I hear this weird moaning and, and like, uh, okay. Okay. All right. Yes, bitch. Okay. We're also still hearing the beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 of the janitor's alarm that we've somehow set off. Okay. Yeah. Now my soul left my body at this point. So I'm not <laughs> super sure what happened after this. Okay. My soul quite literally left my body. Well, okay. It probably ran home. Oh, it ran home, girl. She ran to another country. Okay. And became some kind of foreign exchange. Um, because literally I was so scared. So obviously, you know what happens when a gag of teenagers get scared? They all run and it's every fucking man for themselves. Okay. Yeah. It's every goddamn man for themselves. Okay. When you're an adult, you understand the value of life. When you're a teenager, you just like, you just, the fight or flight is real. Okay. So <laughs> we start running. I've never been a great runner. <laughs> never been a great runner. When I was in junior high, I used to always fake sick on mile day and people would make fun of me because I always was the one with like a 15 minute mile. And they like, didn't understand why me, a healthy thriving 10 year old couldn't make like an 11 minute mile. Just for the record, my mile now is like eight and a half minutes, but junior high me was not as ambitious nor as hateful towards herself. So we didn't quite make it. Okay. It was like a 15 minute mile. Sometimes I would skip, I would do cartwheels and they'd be like, Caitlin, can you run? <laughs> um, so never a great runner. Okay. So here I am at 16 years old, holding on to my best friend, super butch lesbian, Sam. Right. And Sam starts running and Sam's running really fast, but Sam's holding on to me because Sam's super loyal. Okay. And she doesn't want to leave me behind, but she's sort of dragging me. Okay. I had like, um, rug burn on my ankles because she's like sort of dragging me out of the place. So we, we go, we get back into the janitor's closet and the boys slam the door. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it's like the last fucking one. And now we have to climb three flights of stairs to get back up to the, okay. I never run so fast in my whole life. And when we get out there, you know, it's so funny when something scary happens, it's like scary in the moment. And then when it's over, you're like, oh, <laughs> Wasn't that so weird and crazy? Okay, I thought I was fine. I thought I was fine. I get home, I have all these scratches and bruises all over me from like us just recklessly running all over the place. And then I make it my mission. My friends and I make it our mission to like do investigate, right? Like what's down there? Okay. So, you know, we find this plaque on campus and it's got this name Beverly on it. We're like, oh, I bet she died at the school. Like what? What? You think she died at the school? You don't think that was just some nurse that they wanted to like, you know, like put like, oh, thanks for working here for 20 years, Beverly. But no, we were sure that that was some sort of gravestone or memorial of her. Okay. So um, we started asking the Ouija board all about Beverly. We became obsessed. We've got blueprints of the school. We wanted to know when it was built and why it was built and who was down there and what they were doing. And one time we were in at our house and I was doing the Ouija board with my friends. You must've been there because it really never worked without you there. Yeah, I'm sure I was there. Uh, um, but it said something like at, at night t teacher fucks away or like, do you remember that? Something yeah. weird like that, like at night a teacher fucks away or something. And, and all started screaming. It, we started screaming because it was scary and it yeah. didn't seem normal like it did we were like excuse me and yeah. I think that was when 
when we like dropped it. Um, and a few other times friends of mine went down there. One time a friend of mine went down there through a different entrance and he got stuck. He actually went through a door because this is like, this stuff was built in the 60s. So it's like not, and nobody's maintaining it because the Cold War is over, right? And, right, Spirit? The Cold War is over. And, um, you know, nobody's maintaining it. So he like went down through a section of the theater building. Like he like jumped down into this hole and went through a door. And we were on a phone with him and he goes, guys, the handle fell off on the other side. So he had like tried to get back through the door, but the handle had literally fallen off. So he was in the pitch black at like on the other side of the school and he had to go probably like half a mile. You know, the campus is massive, right? All the way to the other side and out. And um, we eventually dropped it because I think we got too scared for our own, for our own good. But I just heard like a couple of years ago from somebody I went to high school with that they were like giving tours to the students down there. Like they like leaned into the curiosity and they were like, yeah, let's like go down there. So I'm like, did we scare ourselves? Yeah. 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 That's what I heard. I don't know. I, I guess don't I, know. I that would surprise me if they did that. Really? Because, oh, it gives me the heebies talking about it. It gives me the heebie jeebies. To do so, to bring kids down there. Maybe. Well, maybe if they went down there and like cleaned it up, that it might be like educational. I don't know. It's cool. It's super it cool, cool when they're a secret. It's like the Denver airport conspiracy. You yeah. know that, right? How there's like a whole another airport under the Denver airport and like allegedly important people go there when there's, yeah. yeah. If y'all have never heard of the Denver airport conspiracy, y'all best look it up. Um, <laughs> you could lose some good hours of your life to that, hunty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's sort of like in that vein, like, and because it was right underneath our school, where we yeah. were all for it. And um, I slept with my light on I know. for a real long time. Yeah. I remember you telling me how, how badly you were scared over that. Like you couldn't uh, even think yeah. about it. But. Yeah. Yeah. And if, as, if that wasn't enough, okay, if that, as if that was not enough, like I said, complete spooky, spook horse, okay? Uh, a few weeks later after that, okay, we had all just learned to drive. Everybody had a car. I don't, you know, hashtag ugh, first world, right? We all had cars and we decided we were going to go cemetery hopping <clears throat> at like three in the morning. And we ended up out at this super old out in Vale. There's a cemetery where they buried a bunch of people who died from polio in like the late 1800s, um, right near the railroad. Because there was a railroad that came out here from Florida and it came right through Vail. And I guess like there had been a polio outbreak and they buried a bunch of people. It's actually a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids in the cemetery. And I'll never forget because we went out in my friend's big truck and we got out of the truck and we were like goofing off and scaring each other and doing all sorts of things. And all of a sudden we hear like this big bang near the truck. <laughs> and so we turn back and we start walking toward the truck because we're kind of getting, we're, kinda, we're, we're all like, <laughs> you know, and we're walking back towards the truck. Oh my God. And all over the truck, little tiny handprints, <gasps> dusty handprints, little tiny dusty handprints all over the truck. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Let that sink in. Let that sink in just a little bit. Um, we chase. I know. I know, girl. I know. 
When I lived in Oklahoma City, we were looking for an apartment one time. I think I told you this. And we walked back into the back room and all of a sudden I got like massive sharp pains in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, I was like, man, I do not feel good back here. (laughs) The poor like realtor or whatever. She's like, "Mm." I'm like, did someone die in here? And she was like, actually, yeah. (laughs) Got stabbed in the stomach. I was like, are you kidding me? And this is like before I even ever. I'm, laughing. I'm not laughing. because No, I know I'm you're laughing. not laughing. That's just. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I'm like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, spirit, please protect me. Please protect me. <laughs> I'm like so fucking paranoid all the time. I haven't thought about those spooky things in a long yeah. time. I don't. It is. It's. It's spooky. It's like not as spooky as. I think like you actually seeing dead people like yeah. stand over you while you sleep. Yeah, that was really spooky for me. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. I mean, I that's wake up and have an Indian woman about two inches from your face. Does she look like a real human? She look like a real yeah. person? Yeah, she looked like a full on Indian lady. How come you yeah. didn't think to yourself someone broke in? How did you know she was dead? I don't think I had time to process that. So I, I woke up. She was standing over me. She had like a shawl on. She mm-hmm. was bent over me. And I just, I, my eyes opened and I, <laughs> I saw her and I just started to scream. Scream. I screamed and screamed and screamed and then she wasn't there anymore. And <laughs> my husband at the time was shaking and Aww. like, he just was, a, he was a mess. He was like, what? And I just, I lost it because oh it was frightening to me. I had not really, I had not really delved into the psychic world yet. So this was kind of new for me. I mean, I knew I could, I knew I had a gift, but I didn't. But that's very jarring. Yeah. Well, Are you joking? I mean, come on. That's so jarring. Yeah. And that was the first time I had really ever seen a ghost. <laughs> When's the last time you saw spirit? Um, I went to a hotel with a friend of mine, and it was actually up in Phoenix. Uh-huh. And I saw a man in the corner with a, a vest on and a white shirt and a cowboy hat. Oh, what was he doing? What did he want? I don't know. He was just like leaned up against the wall. I think it was just. How'd you know he was dead? Was he in your room? I, he wasn't, he was in our room, but I just knew he was dead because I he wouldn't be standing in our room. It was right. And it was like somebody took him from a different period of time and sho- shoved him in the corner. Sure. It wasn't of our time frame at all. Sure, sure, sure. The hotel, I can't remember which hotel it was, uh, is an older, older hotel. Yeah. So he probably was just, I don't know, he didn't say anything to me. He just stood in the corner. <laughs> You know, it'd be so fun to go stay at a hotel Congress. Oh, I know. I've been wanting to do that. You and I. Oh, mom. Would that be a bad idea? We could do a whole. What about the pennies? You want to talk about the pennies on the door? Is that you? What are you talking about? Oh, I thought. No, maybe not. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't pennies on the door, but it was pennies. We lined the we lined coins up on the mirror. So you went up there with a friend, right, to like stay at the haunted. To stay at um, the Jerome Grand, and so right. Jerome is 
very haunted. So yeah. that used to be, so the Jerome Grand, the Grand Jerome, is it the Grand Jerome or Jerome Grand? I don't I know. One of them, one of them. It used to be a hospital. It was a TV hospital. Mm-hmm. So the rooms actually have, um, they actually have the, the nurses lights above the room still. Right. Creepy. Have, um, yeah, it's so creepy. And then they have, they have the old elevator that's got the slide um, door and then you have to put the key in to make the, the elevator go up. Oh. And then there's medication boxes down the halls where nurses would get the <gasps> medication. I mean, it's like, it's authentic. And there's, there's, um, there's a door there that they say that's, that was like the morgue. And so this, this hotel is so creepy and room 32 is their most haunted room. So we always ask for room 32. Right. Oh my God. So, and they have a big book down in the lobby too, that gives all the stories that people have experienced. Oh, I love that. Pictures of apparitions standing in the hallways and all sorts of crazy stuff. So, um, and then just to back up a minute, Jerome, because my friend and I went on a ghost tour. Yes. They were telling us that at one point there was so many dead people they didn't have enough space in the ground for them so they they cremated them but they put them in there's a cement plant there Mm. in jerome they put them into the cement so that's the city was actually built with cement made with dead bodies that's insane so the whole town is extremely haunted it's creepy as fuck yeah to walk around that place and yeah we were testing well so the the room that we stayed in actually the guy committed suicide in the back <gasps> oh so, my god mom just had the hardest yeah they said it was a bloody <gasps> mother yeah so we always stay in that room and it freaks us out to even go in the bathroom alone because <laughs> we're so creeped out we stay awake all night long of course yeah, so we, we were going to go out in the day, and we decided to put coins on the mirror uh-huh. <clears throat> line them up so they were sturdy. They, right. They were no pushing them off. Um, and when we came back, though, they were off the mirror. Hmm. They had flown all over the room. Oh, so. all over the room. Oh, yeah. love it. Love yeah. that. Yeah, and they said that happens a lot, stuff like that. Or they said a lot of times people will come back and they'll look for their cell phone and it'll be in the middle under the bed, but in the <gasps> middle underneath the bed. <laughs> like oh, things- like they're playing tricks. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, in your opinion, do you think those people are stuck? Or like, do you think that that's like a cry for help? Like, what do you, what's your opinion on that? I don't necessarily think they're stuck. I just think. Mm, they're ornery, aren't they? Earthbounds yeah. are ornery. They're just playing around. I don't think there's anything mm. in there that's like stuck per se. I just think that that they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave that area. That was just important. And sometimes I think spirits get get stuck in that. Like they don't like people that get stuck in homes because that was where they lived, and they really don't want to leave. Right. You know, and sometimes they just cohabitate with whoever's in there because they're really not interested in yeah. moving. They want to stay where they were. They're not. Yes. Well, that's, and that's the thing I try and always explain to people, like, especially when, when people are curious about spirit in general is we have free will. (laughs) 
So yeah. when you ask why, it's like a lot of times, like, well, why does anybody do anything? You know, yeah. I mean, I talk to spirit a lot of times who will say like, you know, I'm not, I'm not fully, well, not fully crossed over, but I like, in other words, I've got one foot here still until X, Y, Z happens, you know, sure. until this baby is born or until right. this will is signed right. or until my home is sold. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I imagine that a lot of these people, right. If this was a hospital, um, you don't, a, a lot of times, right. Like maybe you don't have a lot of other family or you were in there for a long time and your family couldn't afford to come visit you. So like a lot of relations are, are lost probably. And it probably feels like home. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hamilton just barked and it scared me so bad. <laughs> are you being jumpy now? <laughs> I'm being so jumpy. Can you hear him? Oh my God. But yeah, I think that earthbound spirits are are interesting because they, a lot of them tend to be so sassy like that. When Matt and I went to, so Bisbee is another super haunted town. I don't know what it is with Arizona and haunted, haunted towns, but whenever you like look at national geographic, we'll have like the top 10 most haunted places. Oh, like yeah. Bisbee and Jerome are always on there. Um, Congress is in the top 10. What is hotel Congress is the top in the top 10 for the yes. most Yes. And Hotel Congress is in Tucson. It's like very, a lot of haunted stuff. When we went to Bisbee, the first time we went, we stayed at the Copper Queen, which is supposed to be very haunted, just like the Jerome Grand or Grand Jerome or whatever it is. Uh, They also have a book of experiences in the lobby. Um, And I was not yet into my mediumship when we went there. So I would like to go again. But, oh, girl. What can you, if we went, I, because I, we did a ghost tour through Copper Queen and, Mm -hmm. um, I have video on my phone of all of the, the, um, orbs that were flying around in the hallways and stuff. It was crazy. We went out, I think Matt and I went out at night. You know what we did that was actually really fucking cool is on the second floor of the Copper Queen. And there's only two floors, right? It's it's very small. Um, and on the second floor, there are these like windows you know those like old windows that have like the little balconies but they're not balconies it's just like wrought iron right right it's like a fake balcony um Mm -hmm. i don't know what you call that um but we went out there and we like opened those windows and we swung our feet over the and we like sat on basically the top of the copper queen and like looked out at all of bisbee and like just sat there it was like a beautiful night um and we were like looking for spooky stuff. We like went all through the hotel and, but we, we went out on a ghost tour actually of Bisbee. And when we came back, our entire, they have, it's obviously a very old hotel. So they have, um, window unit ACs, right. And just it's, there's not central AC. Um, and we came back and our entire AC unit was disassembled and on the floor. Oh boy. And I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> cause it like, it didn't seem like, and it was like very systematically taken apart, right? Like, <laughs> like each piece was like, and it was all just set on the floor. Wow. And I remember when we went down, I was like, it, would there have been someone in the room for maintenance? And she goes, no, it's the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ghosts. <laughs> like, are you serious? Is that real? Um, but that's, yeah, that, like, spooky towns for the win. 
Well, I think it would be fun for you and I to go mm. to do that and do a the po- do a podcast. Oh my god, we could do an overnight pod. I would probably, mom. Awesome? I would be no. You're so scary. You are uh, so scary. You are like a lightning rod for spirit. So are you? I you know. Do- oh man, you could bring him in, and I could talk to him. Yes. Mm. Yeah, we could get like an EVP going on. Oh, stop! Wouldn't that be so fun? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Let us know in the comments if, if, if that's if what, if you guys would like that. that. Oh my God. Uh, I think <laughs> we should just do it anyway. The two of us Plus together. we could probably get like a super deal since it's like Rona time. <laughs> probably. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We could, oh, we would be safe. We would wear masks. We would just be around we each other, better. but we could probably get a pretty good deal because of Rona. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe we should, maybe we should look into that. Yeah. I don't like if you had to pick an experience that you've had that has scared you the most, what would it be? And while you're thinking, I just want to tell everybody this very short story. My mom has a sister and her son is highly sensitive, we'll say, to spirit. And um, when he was younger, his mom took him, my aunt took him to a Teresa Caputo uh, live show, right? Mm-hmm. And before the show started, or right when she came out, or something, he was young, right? Like eight or nine. He was, he was pretty little. Maybe even younger. Um, and he had been seeing spirit. And so my aunt thought that maybe this would be like cathartic for him, or like that maybe he could get an idea of what was happening to him. Um, and when Teresa Caputo came out, he made, he turned to her, what he said, he made a comment about. He said, oh, my God, Mom, can you see all the dead people on the ceiling? <laughs> they were all in, like, around her in a horseshoe and then hanging up on the ceiling oh. above her waiting to speak to her. Oh. He was- and didn't, and he, didn't he ask her, like, how they could all fit up there with her? Yes. Yeah, he was like, "Why? Well, how come there's so like, many people up there? He was so confused. And she was like, I don't see that. And he's like, what do you mean you don't see that? <laughs> He could see him all. He's like, well, and he's been seeing spirits since he was little. Mm-hmm. I mean, he saw in their house when he was growing up, um, like, uh, was he headless or was he torso less? Yeah, he, he was just, um, he wasn't headless. He was like legless. Like, he mm. just had a, t- he was just like the torso up and over him. Mm. A, lot, a lot of that. Um, he spent a lot of time with his blankie over his head. Mm. It scared him. Well, yeah. He used to have stuff come under his door, and he used to see his mom in his in the doorway when she was asleep. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. other than uh, – uh, I know that the boys, when we lived in that particularly haunted house, had, had made mention of seeing spirit. But other than that, did any of us ever see spirit when we were little? I don't think so. That like like you said, the only time that happened was Austin when he was in his crib and he called me in and said, Where'd the man go? You know, and he pointed to the corner of the room and then said, All gone, man's all gone. So I know he saw something, but that was the only time I ever Did that scare you like so bad? Scared the shit out of me. I we that was right after that is when we, we decided to leave that house. Because that and you asked me the scariest moment I think for me was 
was waking up and hearing the pitter patter little feet at the bottom of my bed thinking that one of you was up and sat up and called your names and nothing and then i'd get out of bed and i'd get to the bottom of my bed and literally just freeze from fright like i couldn't move like Mm. every hair on my body standing up and i would go down to your bedrooms and you were all sound asleep um so just the mere thought that things were walking around my room right (laughs) petrified me and in and probably really too um imitating your children right because you used to hear laughing and stuff when we were gone you guys were all gone i'd hear i'd i'd be in my bathroom and i'd hear laughter at the end of the hall like children laughing right setting and none of you were home home. right no yeah no that was disturbing did you we had a lot of babysitters in that house so we actually had a nanny too did you ever have any of them mention the nanny wasn't in that house though um she was at the she was at our oh oh, the next house Mm -hmm. did you ever have any of our babysitters say anything no Mm -mm. No, you had your favorite babysitter in that house and she never said anything. Was that Talia? Talia. I was thinking about her the other day because she was so fierce. She had a butterfly tattoo on her foot. The nose ring too. That was and the nose so, ring. Yeah, for her age and for the time it she was. She was so cute and so sweet. I was just thinking of her the other day. Um, yeah, because I wondered if, you know, because I, like I said, I really never felt anything in that house aside from the one time, you know, that I heard this big loud knock on the door when you were gone. Like literally aside from that, nothing. I think you guys were pretty oblivious though. You were. It's just so interesting to me because that was such a visceral experience for you auditorily, visually, sense, you know, like you, you sensed it, you felt cold, you felt wind, you felt right. All these things. Well, and waking up and seeing the bloody limbs, I guess that would have to come, that would have to be up there with the scariest too. Yes. That stuff happened in that house was the most frightening thing that I've ever really experienced with it. Like stuff that wasn't, fun it was you know i mean yeah can be fun this sure. was dark right and not fun and right. not a good feeling right yeah and that's it's so interesting to me because um it's been so long since that was like a part of our lives but it it definitely i don't know always reminds me that there's you know another side to everything you know not that we should fear but we should always be aware of you know what we're dealing with and and kind of the <laughs> the lengths to which you know i was just listening before we got on this call to somebody talk about imagination and how you're only limited in the metaphysical world by your imagination. And I am simultaneously in disagreement and agreement with that because part of me is like, well, it's not my imagination, right? It's spirit. And then the other part of me is like, well, isn't your imagination how you manifest things? (laughs) (laughs) So, right so it's uh, yeah i just think that that's interesting um because i i think that that's part of what you need is an open mind and and i would i would wager to guess that most skeptics would disagree and say well no i need to have a skeptical mind and 
Um, you know, when you watch uh, like Ghost Hunters, right? I was watching that for a while and it, it brought too much shit into my house. So I had to stop watching it. Yeah. But um, he always says what we try and do is real weed out, excuse me, weed out real world causes. Right. So is there air conditioning? Is there spiders? Yeah. Is there, right? Lots of people like to post on, on the internet, like, oh, I caught a fairy on my ring, you know, on my ring camera. It's like, okay, that's definitely a flying spider. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's great that people have open minds, sure. but it's interesting the balance that you have to have between being pragmatic and safe, as it were, and then also allowing yourself to look into a glass ball and pretend to see things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, right. It's interesting to me how that line exists, right? And how how we tow that line, especially as psychics and and mediums, because when spirit shows me stuff. A lot of times it's things I haven't seen. So is that right. like my imagination? Are they like planting an emotion or a feeling in me that causes that visualization? You know, and then if you bring in the whole, um, the whole other realm of that with the patients that are psychotic, <gasps> like we talked about before, <sighs> and that brings a whole nother piece to this. Yeah. Because when those patients tell me they're seeing this, this, and that, or this spirit and that spirit, it's very difficult for me to say, no, you're not. You don't bring them back to reality because I don't know that they're not. Right. We that. call that psychotic, but is that psychotic, but is that psychotic or is it that they are tapping into what we tap into? As right. Well, and there's so many, I like to think that there's more than one veil, right? We talk about the other side of the veil being like, when I imagine that, I imagine, I guess what most people think of as heaven, right? Where spirit lives. This is what I think of when I channel it's the other side of the veil. But I think there are many veils. I think there are veils to other dimensions and veils to other timelines, right? Like, um, I don't know what you think about this mom, but there's a whole Reddit thread dedicated to this idea that some of us have hopped timelines and the way people are saying that is like um, one guy in particular said that when he was a little boy, he has five siblings. When he was a little boy, his mom used to go every week to the store and they would beg her to get mint Nesquik. You know, he used to bring us the, the powdered chocolate and they had chocolate and strawberry. Okay. And like, I think, I don't think they had vanilla. I think it was chocolate and strawberry. Anyway, he's like, we loved this mint um, Nesquik. It, it, it was not peppermint. It was mint. He said it had a green leaf on it. It turned green when you stirred it in the milk. Um, and he said, we loved it. And he said, I got to college and I was talking to my roommates and he, somebody was going to the store and I was like, you know what? Can you pick up some mint Nesquik? And the guy was like, <laughs> what? That's not a thing. So I think it's mint. I'm pretty sure it's mint. If you're listening to this and it's not that, just go with it. But I think it, I think it was mint. Okay. I think this is the flavor. And so his friends were like, dude, that's not a thing. It doesn't exist. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, no, it does. I used to have it all the time, et cetera, et cetera. His sister went so far as to email the company and say, can you send me a list of all the flavors that you've ever had? You know, holiday flavors, special edition, because I used to have mint when I was a child. And they were like, we've never had mint. They've never had mint. And he, I think he posts the email on Reddit. You can probably find it if you type in like mint nest quick or whatever. But um they're like, we've never had that flavor. They've had peppermint, but it was chocolate. It was still brown. And it was, and all five of his siblings and his parents remember this. Whoa. So what is that? 
And there are lots of other cases of that, right? Like the Mandela yeah. effect, I think is what it's called. Like yeah. when you believe something has happened, but it hasn't. Right, right. Or like, what is, isn't that the same thing when people say, well, you could tell somebody this is a red folder or a blue folder. What is that where you- Oh, I don't know. And you can like convince them that- Yes, you can convince somebody that, that it's red, but it's, I'm telling oh. you, that kind of thing, like- that's it's, such a mind fuck. Oh, it is. But can you imagine your whole family remembering something that's not true? So there's like whole groups of people who remember, yeah. right? Certain that like people remembered Nelson Mandela's funeral, but he wasn't dead. He didn't die in the eighties. People think he right. died in the eighties. He didn't. He's, you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that's why they call it the Mandela effect. But like, that's just insane to me because part of me thinks I mean, I read once that every decision you make creates a new timeline because there's a world in which you did and a world in which you didn't. Hmm. Um, and that's why there are infinite, right? Infinite universes, right. infinite timelines, yeah. infinite whatever. And first of all, that makes me want to vomit. And second of all, <laughs> it does make me wonder because like I have uh, recurring dreams every night. In fact, for the last year, I've been doing the same thing in my dreams every night. I'm driving through this town, and I'm, I'm going from place to place on purpose, and I, I end up driving up this mountain, and it's all snowy, and I'm going to see my dad, but I get there, and it's, like, too cold, and I don't want to be there, so I turn around, and I go home, but it's, it's like I'm doing the same thing in my dream every night, and sometimes I wonder, like, when, a couple days ago, I said to Spirit, like, can I help my dream self? Like, is that me? in another realm like or am I just trying to like work something out subconsciously and like because I'm really tired of like visiting all my ex-boyfriend's houses in these dreams like this is getting really old not having a good time I don't know what I'm doing I'm just driving through Tucson at like 3 a.m up Mount Lemon and down Mount Lemon and then through the city to all these places I used to go and I'm like okay 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 it's like this world but slightly different yeah. You know, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, damn, like, is that it? like, if you think about that shit too much, it freaks you out. Yeah. You yeah. end up on another, like I, yeah. Yeah. Your brain can go. I, my brain does that where I start thinking about what the possibilities of that, like, because I have memories of certain things that I know didn't happen in this lifetime. And you just, is it like memories from your point of view of things that you don't recognize as seeing in this life? Yes. Okay. Like what? Yeah. Like, um, so I, I can see myself walking through this, um, like a cabin. Okay. And the floors are creaky and all the appliances are, you know, that blue color they had. In yes. The like Robin's egg blue. Yes. Yes. That light, the fridge, you know, the rounded refrigerator, that didn't, that was not in my lifetime. That I, I that oh, that's were, so funny. I have memories like that too. Vivid memories of sitting on the step outside and going through the kitchen and touching the appliances that are this blue color. And I can, and I'm small. Oh, I, I'm a kid, but, and I, I'm a, a girl, I'm wearing a dress. And I've asked my parents about this. They're like, we have no, no idea what that would be. Like, we never took you anywhere that had that. But I, it's very vivid. And I wonder, is it 
another lifetime? Is it that I'm living a parallel life somewhere and that's just right? And you're experiencing that? I mean, I don't know. I have a a memory like that. That is the only memory I have like that that I can think of. And I wake up in this four poster bed. I'm also small. I'm also a child. This massive four poster bed in this massive room, and the walls are made of stone. And I walk over to this huge window. I mean, huge. And I look outside and it's like this big sprawling like yard. And there's all this like cement walkways that look like a garden and they're all symmetrical, like kind of like you would see outside of a castle. And I hop off the bed onto the floor and the floor is cold. Like it's cold on my bare feet. And I can look down and see my tiny feet. And I go out of these huge doors. Everything is so fucking massive. And I open the doors and I start running down the hallway. And it's just stone, but there's these big pictures. It sort of looks like, I guess, like a castle. Like, but yeah. to me, it doesn't seem like a castle in my memory. It seems like my home. You know what I mean? So, but when I look at it, I guess it would that would be like what you would That's imagine. What I'm as you're describing. Yeah, and I'm running down the, but it's cold. It's like cement or stone or something like a slab. Like all, and it's charcoal gray. All the walls and the ceiling and the floor are like charcoal gray. And I'm running down the floor to get to the kitchen because I'm hungry. And my dad is leaving today. And that's all I know. Wow. And I have this repetitive memory of me waking up. I'm like, dad is leaving today. I hop out of the bed. I look out the window. And then I run out of the room and down the hall to the kitchen. I'm hungry. And I like, I see something that looks like a biscuit or like a, you know, like you have biscuits and gravy. Like yeah. um, I see like a biscuit and I'm running down this hallway and I can just feel the cold on my feet. So fascinating. Right. I'm so, this stuff fascinates me. I'm like, where were you? Like, is that another lifetime? Is it one of your lifetimes? Is it, yes. Is it a parallel life? What is that? When I, when I, uh, did a, I did a past life meditation not that long ago, and I saw two different things. The first thing I saw was me. This is funny that you said you saw your, I thought you were going to say something, and I was like, oh, no. This is my past life, too. But it's like this little <laughs> tiny cabin. And by cabin, I mean like six by six feet. Okay, very small. Looks like someone probably built it. And I can see inside that there's like some kind of wood-burning stove or something. And I can see myself. I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a grown woman. I'm probably like in my 20s. And I have this long hair. And I can see myself walking out of this cabin and through this long grass. It's like yellow and tall. And I walk into this like wooded area that's in front of my little house. And there's a clearing. And I go and I sit in this clearing and there's a dead bird in the center of the clearing. It's, it's dead. It's not moving. And I pick it up and I hold it in my hands and I wave my hands over it and I reanimate it and it comes back to life. And I'm seeing all of these creatures in the forest watching me. And so I'm getting the feeling as I'm observing this past life memory that they bring me their injured or they bring me, they leave their dead in this clearing and then I come and I reanimate them. But then, because I was doing a past life meditation about blocks that I need to clear, okay? But then I saw myself getting taken from my home and I hear in my head, somebody else was watching. 
So someone else is watching me do this and they came and they take, took me away and they put me in this, I guess it would be like a cell. There's like these square bricks and I'm bound by these thick chains. You know, those cuffs you see in like old movies or like kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. I think they like put them in cuffs like that, um, like big thick cuffs with chains to the wall. And I'm pulling so hard on the chains that I'm cutting into my wrists and I died of a high fever from like gangrene or septic infection because I pulled so much on the chains trying to get out and it cut me. And I was like, what the fuck? It was so vivid. I can still see it. I can. I mean, I feel like if you let me into that house that I, and I remember walking out the door and knowing what I had to do for that day. I had to go get some wood for the fire and then I was going to go into the clearing and see what was there. And that's what I did. And then I was taken away. And then the next thing I saw was me. I was it looks like an Asian man and I was holding my breath underneath like a rowboat or a canoe. It was turned over on its belly and I was like underneath it, like holding my breath, trying to get air out from just the air that was in the canoe. You know what I'm talking about? Like, and I was hiding and I remember thinking, oh no, what have I done? I don't know if I was doing some sort of spell work or like some, but I remember thinking like they're going to find me and I'm going to die. And I think I drowned under there. Wow. Isn't that strange? Yes. Very. Now it makes sense. So I'm afraid of the water. I mean, I'm not afraid of the water, but I'm afraid to be in the water alone. Also makes sense how you can talk to animals. Oh yeah. I didn't even ever think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that was, but that was so vivid and I could just see myself like reanimating this bird. And I was like, Oh, I know, right? Easy, yeah. Pookie shit. Pookie, ookie shit. Ookie shit. I I love love it. it. I know, I love it too. I could literally do this for hours. Well, we will have to plan a Hotel Congress trip. I think either Hotel Congress or up at Jerome. Literally, mom, we could probably go anywhere and get dead people. (laughs) We could be each other's wingman for the dead. Well, how fun to do like a live nighttime podcast. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Experience of, and like tour the hotel. Oh, and yeah, we could totally stream it. Oh, that would be so much fun. Oh, we have to. We have to. Um, okay. Think about that. I know, right? I, th- yeah. I think that would be fun though. I, I really do. Yeah. I love, I love, I'm a spooky whore. I'm a spooky whore. I love spooky, <laughs> spooky, scary stuff. <laughs> um, I have to like try and limit myself because I'll lower my vibration and I end up talking to people I don't want to talk to. But, yeah. um, but I, I am just like, I love murdery things and, Mur- um, you know, I, and like yeah. unexplained mysteries and murder podcasts and all sorts of stuff. And, um, Halloween has always been one of my favorite holidays just because I, it scares me because I think, I mean, as a nurse, right. You've had crazy shit happen on the full moon. People get crazy on Halloween, right? Like the ER is always bumping. Crazy. Hospitals are always crazy on full moons. Like people would say, Oh, get prepared. Um, 
because yeah they don't they even do an homage to that on Grey's Anatomy they like have an episode in the ER where everybody gets Halloween everybody comes in like that guy gets his arm chopped off or something yeah it's it's not so like and causes some crazy crazy shit shit. and that's why I've never gone to I refuse you know this about me I refuse to go to those like Halloween fairs where they have those people dressed up because I'm afraid that a serial killer is going to dress up and like fake kill people. People are going to think it's fake, but it's real. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else has that like illogical fear, but I definitely do. I definitely do. I love spooky, scary stuff, but I cannot stand that. I can't stand the whole chasing you down with the Mm. chainsaw. That just girls. I guess I, that, that does not make me, that is not. Do you remember? I was like 13. I went to my friend Brooke's house for Halloween. I don't know if I ever told you this, I think. And one of the boys, yes, one of the boys that we were trick-or-treating with, his dad was a firefighter. We didn't know that. We didn't care about that. Um, We were all dressed up. I think it was like dressed up as Britney Spears or something really stupid. And um, we were out late, you know, because we were teenagers, like 13. So we were out, it was like nine o'clock and like the trick-or-treaters were dwindling and um, he had had his dad dress up and take a chainsaw. He took the chain off, but, and he came out of somebody's backyard just randomly and chased us never been so scared in my life. And like I said before in the podcast, you know, a bunch of teenagers when they be getting scared, it's every man for himself. We scattered like I've never seen anything scatter in my life. I don't, I, we, it took us like 45 minutes to find everyone. Yeah. We didn't know it was his dad. Oh, that's what I mean. know what a terrible yeah. thing. Horrible. I think that's it would, they thought it was probably really funny, but honestly, I know a lot of people think that's really funny, but I, not with the gross, nasty stuff that goes on nowadays. Oh no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, yeah. I now, guess. now with what we know humans are capable of, it's I don't think it's not funny. some of those yeah. things are very funny anymore. No, I don't like it, but you know, to each his own, to each <laughs> his own. Well, I think we covered a lot of our spooky stories and it was, so great to have you back on the podcast. I love talking to you. And it was cool. Last time we did this, we were together, but now we are remote um, yes. because Rona. Because um, Rona. And yeah, this was great. Thank you so much for being on the pod, mom. And happy Halloween to everyone listening. Um, this will probably be the first time I ever record, edit, and release the podcast on the same day. <laughs> but uh hopefully everybody gets a chance to listen to this and enjoy some spooky time um we will be back soon with some more awesome episodes um but until then check out our website at www.mmpsychic.com for readings candles and lots of fun stuff on the blog there so check it out and if it's your thing feel free to rate us on apple podcast give us five stars and let us know why you like to listen All right, everybody, happy Halloween, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Say bye, Mom. Bye. (laughs)